Jesus Christ, Doc, you disintegrated Einstein. Disintegrated Einstein. Einstein. It's a mini-sode. Hi, it's Frida. And it's Abby. This series is a bit different. It's all about science fiction. From aliens to outer space, monsters to dystopian futures, AI to time travel. Somewhere down the line, we've covered a movie about it. To get the conversation started, we watched James Cameron's docu-series, The History of Science Fiction. This week's episode is on episode five, and it's on intelligent machines. Got it. Did it. (laughs) Every fucking time. Like, every time. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. So, intelligent machines. Um, Mm. Did you... Do you know what? I don't think we've covered this topic as much as I think that we have. Or as much as there are movies about it. We really haven't. And it's funny because we're going to record after this, you know, a full episode on the topic too. And as I was researching the topic, I was thinking, we've done Moon. That's kind of cloney. But really, we haven't. We've we've done Alien, so there's like little tidbits, but nothing really. Big well, Hero Six. Uh, so, yeah, Moon, Wally, Wally. Big Hero Six, um, Blade Runner, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and then I yeah. added Moonfall, but that's just because there was a bit about it being created by like the whole <laughs> AI thing. But yeah, I mean, when you think about the the types of movies and the ones that particularly that come up in this uh, mini series, it's like yeah, we 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 there's a lot that we could do, and I don't know why neither of us pick them. <laughs> I don't like like the topic. I, I find the topic quite difficult to think about. Uh, I think didn't Geostorm have an AI as well? No. No. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Um, <laughs> I find it hard to talk about uh, personally. Like, it's really the way that movies present it, except for like the ones that are positive. Mm. It's really scary. It actually really scares me, to be perfectly honest. It's I so suppose negative. Yeah, I suppose it is. Is it's kind of without oversimplifying it, it's kind of the same story over and over again, anyway, right? Like, should we just go straight into the first discussion? Well, I have a few things because last time I got, I've picked out a few things which are just like about the actual show itself that isn't like about the content. Yeah. Yeah. Just um, the fact that like James Cameron watched 2001 18 times. (laughs) And I just was thinking, is there any movie that you, when it came out, you loved it so much that you watched it again and again and again? I just was wondering. Yeah, what? Well, it'll kick off a fight with us, but Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> no, uh, Avengers. Um, if you want to go backwards a bit, probably Lord of the Rings. I've watched mm. an insane amount of times. Um, Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, give me give me what ones you have and let me think for a second about like things that are not quite so obvious. <laughs> I've watched definitely watched Harry Potter a lot, but Phantom Thread was this movie that came out like a few years ago, and it was like the and I watched it in the first year that it was out, probably about eight or nine times because I traveled a bunch that year, and every flight that I took, I rewatched <laughs> it like 
including in one of the hotels. I also watched it. I just couldn't stop watching it. I just was well, like a maniac. It was crazy. And I've seen it since too. Like, just watch it again. I'll just watch it again. I also have seen Fargo, not in the first year, like, not like he's saying like when it was out, but Fargo I've definitely seen well over a dozen times. Yeah. Maybe even two dozen times. Just never, I never get sick of it. Yeah, I like, I don't think there's anything that I've gone back to the cinema to see again and again, but I think also that was probably just because like, I didn't really grow up in a way where I would go to the cinema on my own. Mm. So there's definitely things that I probably would have wanted to have gone back and seen again and again, uh, but either I wouldn't have had the money or I wouldn't have any anyone to go with me to do that. But um, movies that I have watched over and over, <laughs> there is one movie that I have watched an excessive amount of times uh, because I like to make people watch it with me, and that is Sharknado. <laughs> That's so good. It's because I like the um, experience of watching it with somebody who hasn't seen it before. <laughs> that is so. That's a, that's hilarious. There's also um, well, another we should, movie we that um, that is a similar thing, and I don't know if you've ever seen it. Have you seen The Room? I have never seen The Room. Okay, so The Room <laughs> is the the problem with The Room is if you want to see it, you kind of can't just watch it at home on your own. Because like, it's probably bad. I, you, yeah, you, like there's no point in you sitting at home, even just you, even just a friend watching The Room. You have to go to a theatre that is showing it under yeah. specific circumstances, right? So there's this um, movie theatre in London uh, called the Prince Charles uh, Cinema. And they do things like, they do like Rocky Horror sing-alongs and they'll do like mm-hmm. all-night marathons of the extended cut of Lord of the Rings. You just go in there for like fucking insane amount of, I've done this. Um, I've done the Lord of the Rings all night marathon. I've done the Rocky Horror sing along, the Grease sing along. And I've done the room more than once because what happens is <laughs> they have like, the, it's one theater in the world that does this over and over again. They play it regularly and Tommy Wiseau and um, what's his name? Greg come and they do Q and A's and everything. Like it's insane. Like I've been at one where they've been there for a Q and A. And, uh, but you, it, like, it's a whole experience. You have to bring plastic spoons with you or wooden spoons to throw at the screen and shout spoon every time a spoon comes on the screen, which I can't explain to you other than you have to actually experience it. There's all these callbacks as well that you have to say. Like, there's just, people just learn. It's just, when you watch the movie, it's like, meanwhile, in San Francisco. And it's just, I, I don't know. Oh, hi, Mark. I can't, you have to. It's crazy. You have to, so I just you need to experience the room, but you can only do it in a theater. Don't do it at home on your own. Find somewhere that's okay. showing it and go and watch it with other people because it's the only way to experience the complete fucking madness of what that movie is. Sorry, that was. We a long have rant. a similar theater. We have a theater like that. I love those marathons. But anyway, um, I have a couple of other things. From Sorry, the film. I went off on the room. No, no. <laughs> I think it's so fun. It's so fun. But what one of the other points was I just um. Okay, there's a couple of cute things. Robert Patrick from The Terminator, where he goes, "I felt like I was the baddest motherfucker on the planet." <laughs> I just loved him <laughs> saying that. Yes. I loved him saying that. And then um, I also just loved like um, James Cameron and Arnie like reuniting. I just thought it was Mm. very sweet. Um, And the last comment was that the 2001 actor who's old 
looks like his makeup aged character. It's the same. Because oh. you know they aged him <laughs> at the end of 2001 and now he's old. It looks exactly the same. It's amazing. That was... It's a good makeup artist then. Totally. I also love the Rogue One director. I thought he was so sweet. He just seemed like a real sweetie. Mm. And one random thing is that you know how in this series when basically all the talking heads are like, they're not random celebrities, they're all actors from the movies or experts from universities. One guy in this film, it says music director from the Late Late Show with James Corden. (laughs) Oh, wait, who is it? Is it Reggie Watts? He was talking about Star Wars. He just was, he just was, I don't know why he was in it. Um... I don't know. Reg- Reggie Watts is not on <sighs> the Late Late Show. Oh, we can look it up. Music director. Show with James Corden. There it is. Um, James. I think Reggie. Corden. No, it is Reggie Watts. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So what's his deal? I don't know how to describe. I, I. Do you know what? I don't really know. Reggie Watts is a comedian. <laughs> I've seen him okay. do stand up. I've met him. I've been in the pub with him um, many, many, many years ago, like before he uh, before he was on like Late Late Show and stuff like that. I'm talking like before, like 15 years ago. Um, He's when, in yeah, it. Yeah, he did stand up. And then. So, yeah, I don't I don't know why. He's in Star Wars. Oh, he's in it. <laughs> he bought. Vo- he voiced Lando in in the disguise in the Rise of Sky, Skywalker. Oh, okay, okay, cool. There That's we go. his connection. There we go. That's fucking that random. <laughs> okay, so there's a connection. Excellent. Non-random. He definitely because his stand up is very musical and his stand up was very um, voice kind of. Yeah, yeah, very kind of. Um, I think he's good with. I don't want to say not impressions, but you know, just someone who can do really cool things with his voice basically cool that's the best way to say it. yeah all right well know. those are all anyway. my those okay. are all my random <laughs> shit maybe they could be final comments Ugh, i haven't got this right have i all right anyways okay get on with the episode all right okay so so um sorry i was saying something at the start that was kind of a natural lead into that discussion and i can't remember what that was so i'm trying to remember what it was um it was about oh, yeah. not so, having really So covered. I think one of the reasons why we haven't picked this topic so often, uh, so coming into our depiction of intelligent machines in movies and why I think we haven't picked it this often is because, it, not to oversimplify it, but it's kind of always the same story. There's not very much scope of where you go when you talk about AI. There's a, there's a few very specific topics you know, there's there's the um, consciousness, sentience, there's the, the way that they're treated, like at what point do you become um, an individual uh, versus a tool that we use and, you know, how, how should we treat them? But those questions are kind of the same questions that come up no matter what the movie is. So I think maybe mm-hmm. that's why we haven't done it because it, it kind of feels like it, it's just a repeat of the same discussion topic. So maybe until we find a movie where we feel like it changes the discussion a little bit, then, you know, I guess that's why we wouldn't pick things like Terminator and iRobot and yeah. AI. Her, and like I'm, yeah. Her, yeah. 
like I think of her and I'm like I'm uninterested in this topic I think it's I'm I'm not yeah. interested in it like I also I find it annoyingly hypothetical as well and I'm more curious about movies that approach AI from where it currently is more yes. nuanced like and not where like we randomly fear it will be even though I'm like there's no evidence that that's those aren't mm. the concerns like if movies are a bit more subtle in like where is it now and not some like in the not too distant future it's so well, vague and hypothetical that maybe I'm a bit bored by it yeah I agree with you I don't feel like I am as interested in it. I found it interesting I found our discussion about it in Blade Runner interesting and I know that this episode comes out the week after we'll have covered after Yang which we mm-hmm. have not yet recorded but I know mm-hmm. that that will be an interesting discussion Mm-hmm. regarding ai yeah but other yeah. than that i just yeah i don't know like the uprising of the robots i'm just like it's it's not yeah i don't know it's like especially for me as an ai professional i'm like bored of this because i i see what i see and i and i know no one's interested in the detail of the reality everyone only mm. wants to talk about all of that and so in the after yang episode and you know which we'll record which came out last week i do you know i want to really talk in a more nuanced a nuanced response to these big fears based on what i know to be true yeah um which is boring as all hell um but you know we can hopefully make it interesting so i yeah, yeah. i think we're kind of on the same page i just i don't i don't yeah i'm not interested that's it we're not interested yeah. it's as simple as that yeah. It is and um, and I think cool. I think it's like it's not it's not about a lack of interest in the concept of AI or or what the technology could be or what it could do it's just that as I said there's there's no I don't see that there's multiple movies so if somebody could suggest a movie to us that treats it in a slightly different way or gives us a different angle that we could approach with it like that was my mm. reasoning for liking the depiction of it in Blade Runner um which was slightly more so, which was less, uh, less, less played within the actual movies. So Blade Runner, Blade Runner 2049. In terms of the actual book, the original, um, Dwandro's Dream of Electric Sheep, my interest in it was the idea that we, you know, this, this kind of almost innocent or, or this value that we put on life, how we don't put a value on life now enough to be able to do anything to kind of send our world in a good direction. But then in the future, they're out there buying electric animals for pets because we've been so destructive that there aren't any real animals anymore. But people still want that connection to nature. They want that connection to the world. And the only way to get it is this, um, you know, this, uh, this false kind of vision of it. But... You know, so I like I yeah. find though you know to me that's an interesting kind of way to look at it or to to look through a lens at something. But yeah, everything else is just kind of, it's it's always mm. about the uprising. Yeah, uprising and where yeah, it's like let's look at where we are now with ChatGPT and all these kinds of things being released and like talk about what how it's it's you know the the reality of AI unfortunately is just much more mundane. It's banal, mm. uh, <laughs> yeah, and boring, and it's like. It just makes me roll my eyes to me. It's like people having access to too much information they don't know how to do anything with and yes. too much smart asses. Um, it's it's basically the fact that a lot of, you know, the fact that AI using natural language can easily like mimic 
all of our shit is because everything we do is, I guess, kind of boring and we repeat our behavior and we are formulaic. And so an AI can just write a poem because maybe our art is boring, you know, like that it's, it's banal and, um, yeah. And it's sort of, there's a theme in this episode where they're like, it's as bad as we are. (laughs) And that's exactly it. It's just as boring and as bad as we are because that it is us. Um, and I did find it a little annoying when James Cameron and like Arnie were just like, oh my God, like this horrible thing is going to happen. And they were like, yeah, like any minute you can just feel it happening. And I'm like, really? Stop. What are you wanking on about? about- this is the thing. It's really so like, so should we come into the second part then into the social yeah. message? Right. Because there's, there's. I feel like there's two themes that that I kind of pulled out in terms of what they chatted about in this episode and then also like how I kind of see see the depiction of it in movies and stuff and what the, what they're trying to say. So there's the first one which is the, you know, the uprising of the robots, where does life begin? You know, all the stuff that we talked a lot about before um, and will have talked about, you know, what is consciousness and sentience? How do we determine between man and machine? Is it just a sum of our parts or is it our experiences? You know, who gets to decide um, what the limits to humanity are versus where like an AI is allowed to be viewed as um, an individual? A person. and then there's the there was something that they talked about, which was the Terminator and Skynet thing about our own inability to control ourselves. Um, and so kind of like the yeah, the, the whole innocence thing of and it is true when we look past in our history and stuff like the innocence of original innocence of building the atomic bomb without really thinking about what the effects of that were going to be, you know, the, the kind of scientific exploration of it, or even like the advent of social media in terms of how it's impacted society. You know, we talked about it when we talked about the social network. Um, no, the social dilemma, sorry. And, you know, like at the beginning, things seem cool and fun. And then in the end, it turns out it's like, this is actually detrimental to our society. Uh I don't feel like the message with AI is that it's detrimental to our society because of the first theme in that like, oh, you know, AI is going to become conscious and and then there's going to be this whole thing of it's a new kind of uh, when are they allowed to just, you know, when is a machine allowed to be an individual? I think it's detrimental to our society because we're going to become over-reliant on something that, as you have said before, is not... A bit is a bit shit. <laughs> people, people who love ChatGBT will be fucking screaming at me right now. But anyway, your thoughts, please. Absolutely. So I did love fighting the human urge to make robots that kill us. Absolutely, we're fighting our own urge. Like, I yes, that that is really really love that. And same thing mm. with weapons. And we can't stop ourselves. That's what I've I've been saying this for a while. Like, we're all terrified. Like, why are we? developing this like why are we keeping on going unclear you know unsure because capitalism pushes us towards progress progress better shinier better 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 like we can't stop ourselves and i feel like it's just the capitalist sort of end story mm-hmm. um and and then kind of you were talking about over reliance um and i love with her the film her this is an angle on on her that i was like okay maybe 
I am interested. Although, again, what's there to say? It's boring. There's nothing to say. Over-reliance on our phones, in a sense, mm. being in love with your phone. Yeah, her is about a guy who's in love with his phone. And, yeah. they, and they make it in a relationship. We're in love with our phones. What more do we need to say on the topic? It's boring. It's just about the banality of evil, if you think about it. Like, evil isn't going to be Skynet coming robots. It's banal. And what what more like that's i will put down your phones but you know we make excuses about it until we're blue in the face we're over reliant we're in love with technology in love with ourselves we're digging ourselves into the dirt mm. what more is there to say on the topic yeah exactly no you're it's so right i mean the I don't even know like what 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 messages what are the social messages other than just you know step away from technology yes step away yes that's That's it it. it's yeah I think it's like finding a balance I mean we all need that balance and 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 I notice it recently especially because as you said like because chat GPT is such a big thing right now people are really obsessing about it and like I mean I've had people say to me it's oh it's just going to make all science obsolete and it's like but (laughs) my but chat gpt is learning based on what we've been able to explore already what it can't do is it can't experiment for you it can't fucking like it only knows what we know it it doesn't know anything that we don't already know like that's it's not inferring it's not like maybe you could give it enough data that it might be able to make some sort of a prediction on how something might behave or what or, or what direction something might go in but that doesn't, like, it's not out of new all the knowledge. Ch- no, out of all the things that ChatGPT is going to make obsolete, science isn't one of them. Mm. Um, essays? <laughs> yeah. Is one of them, maybe? Yeah. I don't care. I, 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 Again, like, people keep telling me all the ways that I could use ChatGPT. And I'm like, maybe. And then I'm like... No. No, do you know what I did find it useful for? I will say I found I've not I've not really used it. A couple of a couple of people, um, other PhDs that I know were like really hardcore going on it. No, this is amazing. Something I found useful for the first time the other day was I had been I had spent about two hours on Stack Overflow trying to figure out a way to do one specific sure. thing and I couldn't yep. get it. So I put the okay. question into ChatGBT and it gave me an example of a code that I could write. It wasn't correct. It didn't give me exactly what I needed, but it gave me something that I could manipulate and work with that brought me to where I kind of needed to be in the end. I want to be clear that like it didn't write code for me. It didn't write something that worked immediately for me, but it was a it was a faster way to find something useful than the mm. hours and hours on Stack Overflow that I normally spend looking at things that other people have done that is like oh will right. that maybe work so i i will say that that did actually help me a lot the other day okay that's good um, yeah yeah okay chat gpt is really dominating the discourse at the moment though eh? it's to me to but me that's I, where we are that's what that's what ai has brought us to but this to is me where it's chat us to. gpt is basically 
if I if I look at it, ChatGPT for me is just it's Wikipedia, Google, and like Stack Overflow all rolled into one, so that instead of me having to troll through separate pages, I can just do one search, and get a compiled solution. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. kind of how I'm viewing it. Like if I if I want some very specific information, that sometimes is really hard to find. Yeah, like next generation Google search engine. Yeah, like Google basically. search engine kind of did a lot and changed a lot for us, by the way. Yeah. And then this is going to be another kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I guess back, we just refocus onto the series about well, yeah, social but, but message. That's, but is that it? is like about the so, the social kind of aspect of it, though, because like it, yes, it's yeah, looking totally. at like how, how does AI develop <laughs> and how does it, you know, what what can it do for us in, in terms yeah. of our kind of, you know, in terms of our actual lives. And that's the reality of what AI can do for us in terms of our lives. Whereas in movies, it's kind of made to seem like it becomes this all-encompassing solution to everything. That our entire lives become completely automated by something else. And we all just get to sit back and relax and the AI does everything for us. And it's like, do we think that that's really what would actually happen? (laughs) Yeah, you know what? Actually, another point that I wrote on this topic was that that is on this with the chat GPT and everything like that is and I'm and and the more we're talking the more I remember that we have we talk about this topic because we always are like I know how movies treat AI but we have more insight into where it actually is and we're just mm-hmm. not interested in that massive gulf <laughs> yeah. between what it is and what movies say um but the the someone said the race between our own spiritual and psychological evolution and the evolution of our tools yes. is the issue it's like which will evolve faster our and yeah, it's exactly, it's like, we're going to use it as, um, to, that will reflect our own sort of psychological or spiritual, uh, state that we're in, um, yeah. powerful tools. And it's the same as weapons, incredibly powerful tools evolve faster than us being able to become good. <laughs> yes, know? I agree with you. And it actually do you know what it's you've just made me think the the point you just made before that and and this point has made me think of something that that I find is potentially why I get like my feathers ruffled a little bit when when we talk about AI in general um and it's because people put a lot of um stock into science fiction right in terms of what science fiction has been able to, or what science has been able to develop from inspirations of science fiction. And I think that it's, I think people look at it the wrong way, you know, because people love to say like, oh, well, you know, mobile phones because of Star Trek um, comms, all this kind of stuff. And it's like, when people create science fiction, there's two things about it. There's one thing where it's very obvious looking at the world around us where you would think, oh, you know, hoverboards or like faster than light travel or being able to travel great distance. Like there's very obvious things that you would want to try to depict in science fiction to be able to say, oh, we could do that in the future. And there's also things as well that you could look at the way that we have developed technologically and see we're heading in a certain direction and you could go, oh, it makes logical sense. The phones would get smaller. The computers would get smaller. That you would ultimately end up with like a chip in your arm with all of the data that you need, things like that. But 
just because there are certain connections between science and science fiction doesn't mean that all science fiction has the possibility of being true. And I, and I think that's what it is. It's like whenever, whenever I try to talk about the realistic aspects of things like this type of science fiction, people always jump in with, you don't know what could happen in the future. And um, science fiction has like given us so many, like, or, or this happened and people didn't think this would ever happen. And it's like, okay, but like there's a difference between following the progression of technology and seeing where it could go and actually understanding how things work and what the limitations are. And I think that's what it is. It's like, I think I'm more of a realist when it comes to what expectations we can put on this in the future. Yeah. Yeah, like spectral with the 3D printing and the Bose-Einstein condensates mm. and like, <laughs> you know, it's like, it, unless we're discussing it for what it is, like Wally, I love cute robots, silent running, cute robots all mm. day for me, baby. You know, let's yeah. not pretend this is a real discussion about the future of our technology, but love it as just entertainment and like, who doesn't love a cute robot? Yeah. But it's about trying to philosophize about it. Oh, whatever. Philosophize. Philosophize. <laughs> cute. <laughs> I knew that yeah. I was going to botch yeah. that as soon as I started saying it. I thought I'll just go with whatever comes out of my mouth. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, is that all you have for that? Yeah. Also, but just like with data, for example, right? Yeah. Data, like in Star Trek, becomes a beloved character, right? And so as if you're a fan of Star Trek and you're a fan of Data and over the years you've come to love him because as a fictional character, not as the future of technology, yeah. but because you love him. So therefore the discussion about whether Data is a person or not or has rights, you're really emotionally invested, not because yes. it's a philosophical issue about the future of technology. No, it's because it's a good show and you love the character. So if, if that's, you know, where, how we talk about it, love it. Yeah. What I don't like is the philosophical shit that would pretend that, you know, it's what they're doing basically in this episode, sitting down and being like, oh man, this is around the corner. Yeah. It's not around the corner. There is no, I, I don't, I, that's, you know, I think we both in agreement that that is not what our belief or understanding of, of how it's evolving right now. Yeah. Um, so speaking of what is your favorite episode that we've done? Out of our very few, you're allowed to pick the episode that we haven't recorded yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I love Silent Running. I thought that was just a fun yeah. time. Um, you know, it was hard. It was hard to resist Wally, but I think I think yeah. uh, I loved the I loved the robots in Silent Running, and I loved the yeah. chat that we had about them too. I I realized when I listed the stuff at the start, I didn't put Silent Running in it, and you're so correct that. Um, of course it should be in the list. And I didn't put Big Hero 6 in the list as well. What the hell is wrong with me? <laughs> yeah. um, Big Hero 6 is probably like one of the closest things, just in the idea of medical robots and assistants and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I loved that. I, Blade Runner 2049 is... But that's just because it's just it's just my type of a movie and I love the movie and I love the, um, the idea around the whole... Uh, the question of the di- like the different kind of stages of of AI within that you know you had the the whole yes, automated model. home system but then you had the actual replicants and yeah so it's just um i thought that was kind of cool um mm-hmm. all right so final comments do you have any give me a i second. have a final question for you but that's it 
Oh yeah. Oh wait. So then before the question, maybe we can. Um. Ah. Oh, I love it. James Cameron thought of Terminator in a dream. I just love that. that that's. <laughs> I just. I felt so. That's so relatable. I love ideas that come to people in dreams. Mm. I love actually just when you hear people's um, directors when they say, oh, this is how I thought of that character. And yeah. they the story, who was it that, with the mom had turned around and the mom was the twin sister and all this kind of stuff. I just, oh. I love that. I love those little stories that it's just a thought yeah. somebody had once and then it expands into an entire universe. Yeah. That's cool. That's, that's it from me though. Okay, so so my final question is, if we do look at this idea of these future futuristic ideas in science fiction of intelligent machines and and a battle for whether you know a a conscious and sentient AI is allowed to have individuality and the way that you would expect us to treat them in the future, which I do believe is accurately depicted in most movies, um, does humanity deserve to survive? If it becomes a battle of humans or machines, do you think humanity deserves to survive or should the machines evolve and take over the planet? Deserves. What's a hard word? Because <laughs> sometimes just what happens is just what happens whether anyone deserves it or not. Um, yeah, we deserve to survive. You know, we everybody does. Just sometimes people win because of reasons. But I think, yes, I think humans deserve to survive. I feel like I know what your opinion on that is. <laughs> I feel Abby. like we have, we still have a certain period of time where I feel like we could still have the chance to prove that we deserve it, to prove that we deserve this planet, that we deserve each other. Uh, but the, the way things go, if things continue going the way that they are over the next like 10 years or so, and if it came to a point where either we we inherited the planet or, or we created some machines that were going to do better, then no, I don't think we deserve it. We'll see what King Charles has for us. You know, maybe <laughs> he'll be the... Oh yeah, listen, at that'll, least he gives a shit about the planet. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No. We'll see, you know. I I I think maybe someday we just need to section off certain parts of the world. <laughs> put them under Starting domes, with... put them into biodomes. <laughs> just leave them in there. <laughs> yeah, you can do what you want with chemicals. your space. <laughs> we'll oh take care God, of the totally. rest of it. Yeah, yeah, under the dome. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay, that's it. Um, yeah, nice and easy. All right, then. Very so, easy. Intelligent Machines. Uh, next week will be a main episode. And then in two weeks' time, we will have our final episode of this mini series, which is <laughs> Hey, it's time travel. <laughs> time travel. <laughs> I have a feeling it'll be even shorter than this episode. I know. I know. I I'm like, I, even wrote I down have any notes. nothing else to say. <laughs> All right. All okay, right. Bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs> bye. Okay. Let's
first converge. Whatever it is, it ain't local. It ain't local.